Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You have a call from Damien Skinner. An inmate at the California State Prisons. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Hello, and welcome back to One Minute Remaining. My name is Jack Lawrence, the host and creator of this show. Today is part one of the story of Damien Skinner, a man who spent almost three decades in prison for a murder. A murder he says he didn't commit. Hello. Hey, how are you, Damien? Uh, I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, thank you, buddy. I'm good. Thanks so much for giving me a call. Uh, yeah, no problem, no problem. How's your weekend yeah. been? <laughs> oh, it's going all right. No, can't complain. Never going to complain. It never solves anything. True. As part of this show, I'm always keeping an eye out for stories from all different sources. TV, news articles, social media. In fact, I follow a number of Instagram pages dedicated to bringing attention to certain cases across the United States. As I was scrolling one day, I came across a photo of a young African-American man called Damien Skinner. Uh, my name is Damien Skinner. I was charged with murder in first degree, and I was given 32 years of life, and I've been in prison 27 years. How old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 45. 45. Been locked up since I was 18. This story had an element to it that I hadn't come across before, as the post about Damien's situation stated that not only had Damien always maintained his innocence and had an incredibly solid alibi with many witnesses, but also that it was believed that it was in fact his own brother who had committed this crime. But more on that very soon. <laughs> Damien's story is set in California and in the notorious area of Compton. There were multiple street takeovers throughout Compton overnight. And more breaking news this time in Compton, where a man shot while driving. Now to developing news out of Compton. A suspected street race turns deadly in Compton. Chaos in Compton after a street takeover turns into looting at a nearby gas station. For many years, Compton would be a much sought-after suburb for the middle classes of Los Angeles. However, several factors would contribute to its decline as those middle classes would begin to move out and into newly incorporated cities like Artesia, Bellflower and Paramount. This migration of the middle classes would escalate following the 1965 Watts riots. All of the National Guardsmen employed in the riot area 
had received basic training. None of the men had experienced riot control, however. By noon of Saturday, there were in excess of 5,000 men of the 40th Armored Division employed in the riot area. After this, crime rose sharply in the area, and by 1969, it had the highest crime rate in the entire state of California. Compton would become a household name around the world when its violent reputation hit the spotlight in the late 80s, with the rise of local gangster rap groups like Compton's Most Wanted and N.W.A., who, of course, would later release the album Straight Outta Compton. More and more high-profile hip-hop and rap artists would come out of the area, the likes of Ice Cube, Coolio, The Game, and, of course, Dr. Dre. Compton's murder rate would skyrocket in 2004 with major conflicts between the African-American gangs and Latinos. The city has a high poverty rate and extremely serious gang issues, to the point that if, in fact, you Google gangs in Compton, the first search result you'll get is a Compton's gang map created by Google Maps, which breaks down the area by gang colours. Although crime rates in recent times have declined, the city still reports an estimated 3,800 gang members from 37 gangs active and operating in the area. This was the place that Damien Skinner and his family called home. Uh, my neighbourhood is chaotic. You know, a lot of violence. You know, a lot of gang violence. My father, my father is trying to shield us away from it as much as possible. Uh, he was a, he was a reverend, a minister, so he tried to shield us away from it as much as possible. But it was everywhere. Talk to me about your family situation. You said that your dad, your father was a reverend. Oh, growing up, it, it was all right. You know, it was all right. My father did the best he could. He took us everywhere. He tried to provide for us as much as he can. My mother worked for the, um, the county of Los Angeles. She had a good, decent job. My father was a carpenter. Oh, he had a decent job. I had two other siblings, my older brother DeAndre, my sister Shawana. Then my parents adopted two two more siblings, my little brother Raymond and Billy. You know, overall it was a all right upbringing. I had my grandparents in my life. It was all right upbringing. So, would you say that your childhood was a happy one? Yeah, I can't say it wasn't. You know, my father gave us everything that we wanted. He did the best he can to provide for us. So my father was never abusive. On the other hand, my mother at times was very verbal abusive, emotional abuse, abusive, and so forth. So you say your your parents adopted two other kids. You know that must have made the the house pretty busy. How did you feel about um, you know your parents adopting two other kids? It, it didn't bother me at at all. You know I accepted them with open arms. My little brother Billy, he was adopted the very first day he was born, so we had him since since he was born. Yeah, right. And then my brother Raymond. Yeah, it was overall. I didn't feel no resentment towards them or whatever. It was it was nice. No, I enjoy having younger siblings. So Damien had and still does have a good relationship with his adopted siblings and sister. However. It would be his relationship with his older brother, his biological brother, which would be strained. Well, growing up, my older brother, DeAndre, used to, uh, no, he used to jump on me a lot. He used to bully me. Overall, with my sister and my brothers, Billy and Raymond, it was good with them. 
But me and my brother, we had a, a different kind of relationship. We used to fight a lot. We right. used to fight a lot. Yeah. As for school, Damien did pretty well. But again, it would be because of his brother that this would end up declining. School was all right. It was, uh, how can I put it? Middle school, it was all right. I was on the honor roll. I was, I was doing well in school until I hit high school. When I hit high school, that's when a lot of things in my life changed. Right. Because now, now I'm older and you know, my brother was in the gang lifestyle already. And so now everybody recognizing who I am. They knew my brother. So now the violence started to come my way. Guy trying to jump on me and so forth while I was going to school. So in the ninth grade, my grades kind of slipped a little because of the violence. Because it's hard for me to go to school and keep up, keep up good grades. And everybody, every time I go to class, I got people coming to class trying to jump on me and so forth. So... I ended up checking out that school, going to Arkansas. It would be this trouble that saw Damien leave school and be sent to live with his grandparents for a very short time until Mother Nature, in fact, would send him home. How did you feel about being moved to uh, to live somewhere else and go to school somewhere else and live with your grandparents? I didn't like it. No, I had friends, leaving my friends behind. I didn't like it, not one bit made me feel mad. I was away from everybody. I didn't know nobody out there. I didn't have no friends. I was just away from everybody. How was it when you when you got there with school and everything in, Ar- in Arkansas? I didn't stay out there alone. I was involved in a tornado out there. Oh, wow. And I, I, called, my, I, I called my father and I cried and complained to him. I asked him, can I come back? You know, I didn't want to be out there because the tornado scared, scared me half the death, just being uh, involved in a tornado. I wasn't used to nothing like that. So my father let me come home. Saved by Mother Nature. I came home. Yeah, Mother Nature, yeah. <laughs> so, so you did some, a short time in Arkansas and then headed back to Compton. Were you still in school at this yeah. stage? Yeah, I um, checked into continuation just so I could pick my grades up because a few months I missed. And that's what I did. Damien was not someone who would look for trouble. In fact, he actively avoided it. He wasn't interested in it at all. He was a sports guy. He had aspirations. You weren't running it with any gangs at, at, at this time? No. At this time, I was playing sports. I was in school playing sports. What sport were you into? Baseball, was it? Baseball was my favourite sport. I was playing baseball. But I played all of them. I played football, I played basketball. But baseball was my sport. That's my favorite sport. What were your ambitions for the future? What were you um, planning on on doing with your life? Since I was a kid, I had ambitions playing baseball. Uh, so I always practice every day as my goal. I wanted to go to Miami University and play baseball, and I was hoping I made it to the league uh, as my goal. Yeah. I was always in school. I just wanted to play for Miami University and make it. Damien would never get in trouble with police. In fact, the only time he had any dealings with police was when he was riding in a car with his cousin and his cousin's girlfriend. Unbeknownst to him, that car was stolen. She stole her ex-car and met my cousin. 
Oh, okay. So she stole the car from her ex. Yeah, she stole the car from her ex. Hooked up with my cousin. Stole the car from her ex. Hooked up with my cousin. And her ex reported the car stolen. I was arrested with him for being in the car. I had my first run-in with the police. What was that experience like? I was angry. I was angry for one. I missed my football game. And for two, I was more angry at him than her because that's his girlfriend. She lived with him. And I was more angry with him for, I guess they had got into it before he came and picked me up. And I didn't know that. So him allowed me to get in the car. So no charges or anything. It was a misunderstanding. You were let go, and that was it. Oh yeah, I was. I was let go. Damien's brother, DeAndre, took another path in life, a path into the gangs. Uh, my brother was fifteen, sixteen. Do you know why he decided right. to get involved with gangs, or is it just because he was around it all the time? Just because he's around them all the time. Where we grew up at, where we lived at, the majority of his friends growing up joined gang, so he joined it. So it was so bad because your brother was in a gang that you actually had to leave? Well, what my brother did for the gang. My brother's reputation for the gang was was off the charts, you know. Yeah, my brother's reputation, I was he's probably one of the biggest reputations in Compton. What gang was he affiliated with? Um, original Fronthood. The Crips, along with their bitter rivals, the Bloods, are likely one of the world's most recognisable gangs. They were founded in 1969 and members can be recognised by the blue colours in which they wear. Its members have been linked to drug dealing, robberies, murders and, in fact, some have been convicted of federal racketeering charges. The Crips are one of the largest and most violent street gangs in the United States with an estimated 35,000 members across 800 sets. And one of those are the original front hood Compton Crips, of which Damien's brother was an extremely active member. So your brother, um, you know, was known for this violence. Did you did you feel um, a bit of resentment towards him because of that, because you used to get jumped all the time? I didn't have resentment towards him because of that. I had a little resentment towards him at the time. I never realised until a little older that my mother and him, he had a... Relationship. Like, my mother used to get on me a lot. She used to talk down to me and just verbally abuse me. But she never once did anything towards my brother. No matter what he did, she just always showed him favoritism. So I had a little resentment towards him because of that. It right. wasn't because of the violence I um, endured in school or whatever. It just... It, it was normal, because it, if it wasn't happening to me, it's happening to someone else. So it just became normal. I just knew I had to watch over, look over my shoulder, and watch out, protect myself. So what happened? How did this young man, who loved sport and never got in trouble with police, end up with a murder charge? Well, he says it all started when he began attending a new school for his final year. When I went to Artesia High, the school that I was in to, to finish my last year. I went there to play baseball. I wanted to play baseball for them, and I think that's where I all went wrong. Because right. that's where I met Denon Bryant. I met Michael Daly. I met all the guys uh, who lied on me to get me in here. Tell me about meeting them. See, uh, I met um, 
I met them because my little sister was going there, and she was in the ninth grade, and I was in the twelfth grade. I was a senior, she's a freshman, and they liked it when they wanted to talk to my sisters. He tried to have relations with my sister, and I wouldn't let him. Uh, he was too old for like no. So we started having little words over it every day, and then they end up robbing my sister, took my sister's money. So were they and the same age as you, or were, they, were you younger or older? Or They were a year younger than me. At that time, I really didn't know how old they was, but I know they weren't my sister's age. They weren't in the same grade my sister was. So they, yeah. robbed, they robbed your sister, and then did you do something about it? Well, not at that moment, but we ended up having a physical altercation. They tried to jump me, and we had a little physical altercation in front of the school one day. after that. Me, uh, Denine, Michael, and one of my friends that was with me that I met at the school. And and how serious was that altercation? It was very serious. The um, police was involved. Uh, the only reason why they didn't take us to jail, arrest us, because he's all gone. We all went to the school, so they let it be a school matter. Yeah, it was a, it was a very big altercation. So they yeah, they let the school handle it. So how did the school handle it? Well, they suspended us for a week. They suspended us for seven days and brought us back after the seven days was up. What happens from, from there? From there, it's just like everything just went downhill. I should, I knew I should have talked my parents at taking me out of there, but I, it was my last year of school. I wanted to finish it since yeah. I went to continuation and picked my grades all the way up to, to go there. I can play baseball. You know, it just was little, little words said here and there. They see me walking the class. They say something. No, that was the only physical altercation we had. But you know, every day it was something. Every day they, they say something negative towards me. They, they try to pick a fight. The tension was building. Yeah, the tension was building. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's Sunday. May 26, 1996, Memorial Day weekend in the United States. A day when many towns across America are having parades and ceremonies honouring fallen military personnel. People across the country are spending the day with friends and family in their backyards, at rivers, parks and having cookouts. Which is exactly what Damien and his family had in store for the day. This morning, at the 26th, I woke up, my father said we was go barbecue. He asked me to go to the store and get some charcoal, a lighter fluid, so we can barbecue and go get some ribs and, and whatnot. So I went to the store, got all the stuff, me and my grandfather, we prepped and we barbecued. And while we was cooking, you know, we had a lot of family, a lot of friends was coming over. Like I said, it was a holiday. We were celebrating a holiday, Memorial's Day. So. We had a lot of neighbors come over. We had a lot of people from my father's church come to the house. And we just was there at the house. I was surrounded by family and friends. So there's a lot of people that saw you at this barbecue, having a barbecue, watching a game. There are a lot of witnesses to where you were on that day. Yes, sir. There's at least like over 30 people witnessed me being there. Little did Damien know at the time, while he was barbecuing with his father and the congregation from his father's church, that not far away, a man was about to be murdered. The barbecue at Damien's father's home was continuing well into the late afternoon and early evening. The mood was high. Friends from Damien's father's church were enjoying each other's company while watching the NBA playoffs. It was the Chicago Bulls against the Seattle Supersonics. And taken by the Bulls. Tony Kukoc in the starting lineup for Ron Hopper, as Ahmad mentioned, because of the left knee bothering Hopper, but uh, he is expected to see action. As the sun begins to go down, a truck carrying five people leaves a home about three miles away and begins to drive down towards 152nd Street. Unbeknownst to the occupants, one of which was a known Bloods gang member, William Perry, they're being followed by another car. It's a vehicle that police would later claim was occupied by Damien Skinner and a man by the name of George Smith. It's around 6pm in the evening and getting dark when the truck slows and the car behind them pulls alongside. Multiple shots ring out into the night. 
car, then speeds away, leaving a trail of devastation inside the truck. One of the male occupants is shot in the leg, but later survives, as does a female who's shot in the chest. However, William Perry would succumb to his injuries and die that evening. The first Damien says he hears about this shooting and this murder is when a SWAT team arrives at his mother's house with an arrest warrant. I was just walking in my mother's house. I just had walked in the house. I just had came from the car wash. And I was on my way in the house because I was finna go to a friend graduation. It was the day my friend was graduating. I went in my mom's house and the police came and the SWAT team and everybody came to the house. They said they they were looking for me. I was wanted for murder. You've never been in trouble with the police before, yet here you are, a SWAT team arrives at your house. What was going through your head? It was just chaotic because it was just, at that time, the way they came, because my little sister was on the couch, my mother was in a room sleeping, she's taking a nap. And I was coming in the house to grab something out the room. And the, the police ran to the door. And my little sister panicked, scared, went and woke my mother up. And when she went and woke my mother up, she go to the door and they told her she, they had a warrant for my arrest. My mama got a hysterical because my mother knew at that time I wasn't getting in no trouble. I wasn't involved in nothing. You know, my mother, so my mother... She freaked out like, you know, not him. And just, it's just chaos pursued. Now they came in, they tried to wrestle me to the ground for no reason. They jumped on my father. My father, he was just coming, getting off of work, coming to the house for lunch. He don't know what's going on. As soon as he jumped, got out the car, they jumped on my father. Now my father had open heart surgery. I think he ended up passing away from that. My father ended up having a heart attack a couple months later. Damien wouldn't be the only one arrested at his home, as police in fact decide to take in his entire family into custody. They tried to save my grandmother assaulted them. They arrested my grandmother because she stayed next door from us. When she seen everything that's going on, she came to the house. They arrested her, they arrested my mother, they arrested my little sister. Now the only person that got Hysterical is my little sister, because when the police tried to grab her, she started crying and screaming, and she didn't know what was going on, and it just—it it was a lot going on. Yeah, it sounds like it. So you all get toe carted off by the police, but obviously you get—you're getting told you're being charged yeah. with charged with murder. So this would have been your yeah. very first time in jail, yeah? Yeah, this was my first first thing first day in jail that I was ever charged with. So what was that experience like going to jail for the very first time? Intimidating, I'd imagine? Yeah, it was it was scary. You know, everything you hear about jail and, you know, never been to the county jail, it was scary, actually. Yeah. I've seen a lot of violence. I've seen a lot of people get hurt. It's just scary. Before Damien would end up with his attorney at trial, he was, in fact, given a public defender to take a look at his case. And her first bit of advice was take the deal. 
Did you get given a um, public defender? Yes, I was given one at the time. I've actually given a few of them before I got an attorney, before my brother and my mother now hired an attorney. Well, my father got the attorney because my father did some work on his house before. Like I said, my father was a carpenter. That's how I ended up with the attorney I had. But I was given public defender, and I remember she wanted me to take a deal. She said they had a deal for like 80 years. Cool. I said, deal? I ain't did nothing. I ain't been taking no deal for a crime I didn't do. Also, 80 years is not much yeah, of a deal. So, no, it's not. But that's what they, that's what she said they, they wanted to offer. I told her she ain't never got to come see me no more. Because the way she talked to me, she just, like, presuming I was guilty. So I didn't even want to talk to her or have her no more. You have one minute remaining. I'll call you back, Jack. Okay, perfect. I'll talk to you in a second. And that's all we have time for. But coming up, Damien is at the police station where he says detectives want him to testify against his brother. They said they had my brother linked to a couple murders and they wanted me to testify on my brother. Next time on One Minute Remaining. One Minute Remaining is a Mashed Pumpkin production created, hosted and produced by Jack Lawrence. Audio and sound design by Jack Lawrence and Dom Evans of Earsay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.